0: Twitter war over the weekend oh I started into it then I deleted my tweet because I thought I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna do this
3: okay good man I almost got hooked myself but it was on the topic of who is
4: um, the walrus
0: Jacob Blake oh uh, and, and, you know what's his background
3: all right before we and get into we're gonna that,
0: get to that coming up
3: before we get and we have to get to the media dishonesty reporting on Saturday night's mayhem also my favorite headline. Uh, of the day, Warren Buffett and the $300,000 haircut. <laughs> it's 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 a great story and really useful information, particularly to younger
4: listeners. Well, he
0: has a pretty non-complicated looking haircut, at best I
4: remember. $300,000, Jack. Must be one it. of those nice places where they give you a beer while you get a haircut. Oh, if only.
3: If only. Uh, unless I am c- incorrect... Uh, isn't today the 22nd birthday of the Armstrong and Getty Talk Show? Absolutely,
0: it is, and we've had text pouring in, which makes me wonder why have you memorized? Oh, it's the affection. anniversary of the show. I mean, it's, it's nice. nice. Yeah, it's just but you know, thank you for remembering. I, I barely know. Yeah, well, fantastic. Send,
3: text. send cake. Exactly, send us a cake or a fruit bouquet. There is only two, well, there are two ways you achieve a milestone like that. We're going on a quarter century. Of being a, with all due modesty, very highly rated talk radio show now all over the country.
0: Need three more years to get a quarter century. Your lips to God's ears.
3: <laughs> number one, you got to stay employed. And number two, you got to get old.
0: <laughs> yeah, the second part is inevitable.
3: <laughs> yeah, that one, that part isn't so good. Judy and I were running around doing uh, errands over the weekend. Spent a long time in the car. In fact, it, on the way home, it was like an hour and a half in the car. And then we're late for social engagement, so the first thing I have to do is unload a bunch of really heavy boxes out of the car after having been driving for an hour and a half. And, of course, I wake up Sunday morning feeling like I have not a knife but a meat cleaver stuck in my lower back. So you want to be a grizzled radio legend? you got to get old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can barely walk. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm dying, but I'm not. I just strain my back. And uh, everybody has problems. And frankly, I'm as bored describing my physical ailments as you are hearing about them. So, moving along. If you'd have
0: told me when we started our talk radio careers 22 years ago, if you'd have told me on day one. Well, first of all, if you'd have told me you'd be at the... I mean, because we're on a bunch of stations now. But if you'll be on the same station <laughs> that we're on the, at the time, I'd have thought... You'd,
3: a, I,
5: you'd have hanged yourself. What is, well, I'd have hung myself, so I wouldn't have made it to two
0: years. Um... I thought, how the hell did that happen? But if they just said, your kid, your kids will not, and I would have thought, my kids? What are you Wait talking now. about? I'm going to have kids? That ain't going to happen either. Um, but the, your kids will not be allowed to go to school, and uh, <laughs> businesses all across America will be shut down by the government. And I'd have thought, okay, well, buckle up for that one. We'll be talking more about that later. Oh, though. boy. Absolutely amazing. Um, how do I present this in the best way? Maybe I'll just uh, just jump into it. It's usually the best way. Yeah, have you ever noticed that? Difficult conversations or whatever? What's the best way to start? Just start.
3: Just, Just get going. You know, I will start it if you like. The leaping to judgment on every police shooting and acting as if they're all the same is grotesque dishonesty. And acting as if the cops are out of line and everybody knows it immediately is really dishonest. And it's dangerous.
0: Yeah, we got to get to that later. Who was uh, the woman that was on Face the Nation yesterday? Uh, Val Demings. Remember, she was on the short list for Biden's VP choices, a black woman out of Florida. And she was a police chief. Yep. And uh, we'll play that later. But she she said, um, police don't get to be judge, jury, and executioner on the street. But we don't get to be judge, jury, and executioner about the police either. Right, We have to go through a process
3: and figure out what happened. But anyway. Well, and to get into what you're going to say, and to that end, here's my description of the Jacob Blake thing. Violent felon goes for a knife, is shot by police. And the whole shot in the back thing is a canard. You tell me this, folks. You have a felon with a warrant for a violent crime. He's fought cops. Walks away, reaches for a knife. What are you supposed to do? Wait till he turns to face you? You're standing right next to him. So that whole shot in the back thing, is it's propaganda. It's irrelevant.
0: Well, it's an attempt to make the story sound as bad as possible. Right. And to inflame tensions and start a race war, I guess. Ding! You can't actually want a race war. I think it was ABC this week yesterday. Who said yet another black man shot by white police officers? And I thought that is so wrong mm-hmm. to just make that statement and not capsulize it in any context whatsoever. Because if you know somebody who has no idea what's going on listens, you think, oh my gosh, uh, yet another is a phrase that indicates this is an ongoing thing. Well, listen, and Bron
3: James says, I mean, it's one after the other after the other. Okay, so why were the police
0: there? And maybe you've heard this and maybe you haven't. They were there to attempt to arrest a guy because his girlfriend, I guess, had a restraining order against him. Um, She had a restraining order against him because a while back he had broken into her home at 6 o'clock in the morning, went into her bedroom as she's in bed with her young child and sexually assaults her in the bed with the kid in the bed. She later tells the police, uh, she calls the police, scared to death, uh, finally had called the police because he had been beating her up for years, regularly for years. Now, you remember last week when CBS had a tweet from their story about Jacob Blake And the tweet was from the CBF Evening News, psychologists say Jacob Blake's kids will suffer for the rest of their lives. Yes. Having seen their dad shot. Yeah. Anything on the CBF's Evening News you want to tweet out? Anything about that poor woman's child? That poor woman's child who saw her mom assaulted, some guy breaks into the house. I mean, that's just a horror. That's a nightmare. Plus the beatings. And she had to think he's going to kill me. Mm Mm-hmm. Or be worried that he's going to kill me because he's been beating her up for years. And you know how these stories usually end, by the way, when a woman's got a really angry, violent boyfriend who gets a restraining order. They usually and they end all the time. Read your local newspaper. They end all the time with guy comes back and kills her. Happens freaking all the time. But anyway, he had come back. She calls the police. They go there to try to arrest him with a restraining order. He's that kind of guy. Now, do they... This is where you have to slow down for you people who are too freaking stupid to understand to hold two thoughts in your head at the same time. Because as I got into this on Twitter and then backed off, I realized some of you can't hold two thoughts in your head at the same time. They don't get to show up and shoot a guy just standing there in the street. They have to arrest him in a safe manner because we have a system and you're innocent to proven guilty, etc., etc., What happened after that, I have no idea. But you can't just present the story as if the police showed up and some poor guy... He was there to break up a fight. You heard from his mom and dad, he's a decent human being, just a guy trying to make a go in the world. And his poor kids who saw this, he's a violent, violent, horrible human being, and at least has been for a lot of his life. you got to have that in the story for context.
3: You have to. Well, and they tried to arrest him in the standard way. He fought them, broke free, went into the car, and according to the police report, which if it is accurate and honest, and occasionally they are not, but if it is accurate and honest, he was reaching for a knife. Could he not have been reaching for a knife, and the police made up that story to justify shooting? Yeah,
0: that happens sometimes. Or they might I don't have know. thought
3: he wasn't been wrong. I
0: don't even need to leap to that part. Right. I just need to let you know that if you're going to arrest a guy who's got a warrant out for breaking into this woman's house and terrifying her and sexually assaulting her. you
3: got to put that in the story, because that matters. Evidence is not proof. Okay? The fact that there was a knife on the floorboard and he was going into the car does not prove he was going for the knife, but the dishonest media has this way of presenting tiny tidbits of evidence as if they're proof, and then leaving out reams of other evidence, including, you know, exculpatory to the cops. So let the investigation go. Let it make its way. But the whole, they shot an unarmed man in the back is blatant dishonesty. But is
0: it is it possible to stand up for civil liberties? Because I don't want cops shooting people.
3: Hell no, um, I don't even want them giving tickets that aren't justified. Being
0: judge, judge, jury, and executioner without a you know fair trial and all that sort of stuff. Is it possible to stand up for that? without trying to lionize people that appear to be scumbags people that have been you know living lives of crime and being horrors to other people yeah. for years I, I, I there's got to be a way there's got to be a sweet spot in there somewhere if they shot him unjustifiably i want the cop to go to prison i mean i just i i want to be there to be huge penalties for shooting people if you shouldn't have shot them but do you have to then before you know what happened go to the person that got shot and make them out to be some sort
3: of angel. What, what is that? Well, it, it's partly clickonomics and lowest common denominator broadcasting. They're desperate for audience, and so they go with the simplest explanation the dumbest person in America can understand. You either have to be all good or all bad. The, the dumb people don't want complexity. They don't want nuance, and so you don't get any. The problem is... They are those voices of dishonesty and oversimplification are practically a chorus. I mean there's no dissent among them. There are a couple of conservative outlets like us that might present a counterpoint. and there's some conservative outlets frankly, that do the same thing in the other direction. They grossly oversimplify it in you know in the other direction. but again, I can't get mad at my fellow Americans who think they're doing a good job of staying informed, but they are brutally misinformed. And so now we're at each other's throats, and in spite of what the flaming, unforgivable moron Ted Wheeler, the governor of, or I'm sorry, the mayor of uh, Portland is saying, Trump didn't cause these divisions. These divisions caused Trump. So do you only get an allegedly on one side of
0: things? I'm fine with an allegedly on all sides of things. The, 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 The police allegedly shot an unarmed man. Okay, we'll wait and see. And I'm fine with the, he allegedly assaulted the woman. And allegedly has been beating her up for years because she says that and right. there was a warrant out for his arrest and they were going to work that through the system. Or you do not allegedly and you assume both are true. Yeah. But you don't get to assume one's true and one's not true.
3: Well, you don't get to do that. And it's so dishonest to name check the various uh, folks involved from uh, this fella to Brianna Taylor, which is a nightmare scenario of, of police making mistakes and a woman being shot, and it's tragic, it's terrible. Then you have Michael Brown, which is wildly different, although it's fairly similar to Jacob, uh, what's his name? I I can't memorize everybody's name. Um, But all to be name-checked like by LeBron James is exactly the same and clearly examples of police brutality and the mobs beating people in the streets, setting fires, uh, shooting people dead in Portland. Those mobs claim they're all the same. Well, and maybe they're watching CBS News in which they're told all those those cases are the same but it's pretty frustrating especially because you see the corrosion that's happening in our society
0: boy his girlfriend who's been allegedly living a life of terror at his hands has to be very confused at the you know the the, the new sainthood yeah
3: Right. Well, and they did the same thing to George Floyd. Again, we can talk about the particulars of how he died, and it is much more complicated than the media would have you believe, but um, he was not a saint. It would appear he'd turned his life around in a pretty good way, mostly, although he was high on some powerful drugs, which is not a good way to live your life. Uh, But it's so much more complicated than the media claims, and they're trying, their profit is corroding and killing a lot of the good in this country.
0: Particularly CBS Evening News with that tweet last week. His children will need therapy the rest of their lives. Yeah, they probably will. They saw their dad shot in front of them. They probably will need therapy the rest of their life. But you're not going to include at all the, the, the reason he was getting arrested, that woman's child who was in bed with mom when right. he broke into the house and assaulted her? Yeah. If you're going to start talking about kids who are going to need therapy the rest of their lives? Oh, my God
3: want to tell you about some just incredible dishonesty in reporting the death in Portland and the riots and the rest of it over the weekend. Uh, similar fare. Maybe we'll hold off for a segment or two this hour. Need to get to Warren Buffett and the $300,000 haircut. I want to hear about that. It's really good stuff. Whether you're a young listener or you're the uh, parent of young listeners or whatever, young people, uh, this is stuff you really need to know. It can literally change your life. Uh, stay tuned, won't you?
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: kids wish him a happy first day of school. So oh, that's nice. So now go back into your bedroom and turn on your computer and
3: stare at it. <laughs> anyway. It reminds me, I have to help my uh, college senior uh, finish her, her scathing editorial about the rip-off that is college this year. Uh, so Warren, but the, uh, the headline from the Wall Street Journal is Warren Buffett and the $300,000 haircut. And uh, it's a great headline. Um, and... It talks a little bit about his investing style, uh, long term, solid stocks. Don't, he's not a day trader. Um, what's the most you've ever paid for a haircut? (laughs)
0: $225,000, maybe?
3: <laughs> certainly well, I, never 300,000. I go to a place that's a quarter million, but the, the <laughs> guy's a buddy of mine so he charges me 185. Um, from the early stage, Mr. Puffett has understood that building wealth depends not only on how much your money grows but also how long it grows. Around the age of 10, he read a book about how to make $1,000 and intuitively grasped the importance of time. In 5 years, $1,000 earning 10% would be worth more than 1600. 10 years of 10% growth would turn it into nearly 2,600. In 25 years, it would amount to more than 10,800. In 50 years, it would compound almost $117,400. I love that stuff. That's great. Yeah. And so, um, and then it gets into do you the You ever watch it work the opposite way with like a credit card bill or anything like that? Durr, good point. Yeah. And then they go into, let's see, how much time do we have? Yeah, we better summarize. Um, what if the Dow earns four point six percent annually, which historically is quite modest? Um, and then it it talks about you know how your money grows and grows and grows, and that. Uh, and for those who don't understand compound interest, you can probably get a better explanation of this. But that extra ten percent at the end of the first year, you make ten percent on that as well as the original, say hundred dollars. Um, as your money grows and on and on and on it goes, but he was talking about. Um, no. Do. That he looks at what it would cost to buy a haircut in his 20s, then thought about how much money that would be worth in 30 years or 50 years. And he would reflexively work out compound interest on the amounts of money he was going to spend. Mm. And so does he go get a super premium $30 haircut? Now he thinks about it and realizes no, that's going to be worth three hundred thousand dollars in a certain amount of time. Um, obviously, that would take a very, very long time. He's a hundred years old, so it helps. But well, he just turned ninety. Yeah. Um, so you know, realizing that every dollar you spend today is ten or a hundred dollars or a thousand you won't have in the future makes you a little more practical and smart about spending your money.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. They should teach that in school instead of the state capitals. So yes.
3: I shouldn't cut my hair.
1: Let Let it grow! Armstrong and
2: Getty.
5: (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're
4: seeing mostly small skies on our projected flight path today. The possibility of a few rough patches. Nothing to be too concerned. Fair safety for the safety of everyone on the board. I'd like to remind passengers to remain seated
1: with their seatbelts fastened whenever the seatbelt sign is illuminated. What the heck is that?
0: For some reason, there's a video game that simulates flying in coach. That doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> does sound like a fun game. They've got oh, like the oh in-flight
4: magazine that you can that you can pick up and leaf through uh, various articles. It's even got a Sudoku, from my understanding. I heard a baby Why? in the background there. Uh, and somebody coughing loudly. the The crying baby is not guaranteed on every flight. That is kind of a it's a random aspect. You may get that, you may not. <laughs> so is this video game for people who are too happy and want to be less happy? <laughs> no, I think this is. It, it seems to be a VR game, so I think it's it's one of the the early just kind of. Uh, putting on a, a headset and okay, looking left looking virtual right virtual
0: reality if you're going to give me a virtual reality experience have it be something pleasant why would i want a virtual reality of something of something i hate well oh, may- this is just like when i'm flying on a plane and i hate it and i'm miserable well Do let's they say have a dmv
5: video game too i can play <laughs>
3: yeah exactly let's
0: say they got the uh the, maybe the, filling out your taxes that's That'd be the given. wrong
3: farm
4: that's the form he told me to fill out.
3: <laughs> it's the wrong form. Get back in line.
4: You just got the new uh, Pyramids and Sphinx virtual reality experience that so you want now to share it with your that'd kids. be more fun. But you don't want them to get spoiled to think everything's just on demand. So you pop in the the, <laughs> this is the travel time experience, kids. This is what we used to do when I was your age that's all the across the
0: country right now doing a virtual reality of how to get your kids logged into their online classroom.
4: The, the one interesting thing from that little promo video that I saw is that uh, if you open the window and look out, it's, it's actually a realistic, what your window view would look like were you on a flight from point A to point B. There you go. I thought that was kind of neat.
3: So there are cities around the country that are getting the violence and the rioting right, or at least as right as they can. There are some cities that aren't. We praised the mayor and public uh, safety director in Denver the other day um, for their reaction to the violent protests and telling people, you come to town, break the law here, you go into jail. And and I said at the time, now I'm sure some of you are going to correct us and say don't praise these guys. Sure enough, several emails came in pointing out that they've had uh, riots and violence for months, and they only did something about it when the developers and the big law firms uh, who, who give them money Um, said hey you gotta stem this okay so uh thank you john for the perspective i had a feeling it was more complicated than it seemed but at least they're calling out the protesters now another red or blue city but with some surprisingly good leadership in a couple of areas is sacramento california the capital city and the district attorney who uh, you you know around the country, Anne-Marie Schubert, she is the woman who is at the heart of, uh, of uh, bringing to justice the golden state killer, East Area rapist monster who, who raped and killed dozens of people. Um, but anyway, she and the sheriff of Sacramento County have made a couple of statements. Uh, Anne Marie Schubert said Friday, the Sacramento District Attorney's Office was targeted last night by a domestic terrorist and anarchist organization, Sacramento Antifa. This attack was planned. These anarchists have waged attacks across this country in major urban cities, including Portland, Seattle, and Denver. Their tactics are rooted in organized violence and terror. That's interesting, because uh, Oregon Live just said they are protesters and counter-protesters. And, and on NPR this morning, the incredibly dishonest, just the, the horror that is Steve Inskeep, said, <laughs> listen, there are, there are competing narratives. Here's the truth. A bunch of, uh, there were uh, uh, anti-police violence against minority uh, demonstrators. And then these Trump voter, these Trump supporters came in to represent the other side. Well, wait a second. Rhetorically speaking, what's the other side of anti-unjustified police shootings? Pro-unjustified police shootings. So he framed the Trump supporters as pro-police violence against black people in a single sentence. Very, very honest. And, of course, they're just counter-protesters, and we have more examples of that. But listen to that. Major city district attorney said terror, domestic terrorist and anarchist organization. Anarchists uh, with tactics rooted in organized violence and terror. Then the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department, Scott Jones, the sheriff of Sacramento County, said... Let's see, this was Saturday or Friday. Last night we saw another night where hundreds participated in, encouraged, or celebrated mayhem in our city, including breaking windows out of storefronts, government buildings, trying to set buildings on fire, extensive vandalism, graffiti, often while yelling profane and racist rants. Importantly, many who came from other national protests, such as Portland, to try and establish here in Sacramento what they have accomplished in other protests in other cities. It is disappointing. There seems to be a lack of courage to call it what it is. It is not a protest. It is an attempted insurrection. This is not a protester demonstration, it's not a call for justice, and it transcends either political party. These people are anarchists, Antifa and others, that have no platform, no end goal, and no court beliefs other than to create chaos and undermine many of our social institutions, including police. Now, Sheriff Jones went on to call for the National Guard to assist the city in controlling the violence, but Democratic Mayor Daryl Steinberg said the city can handle the unrest. Can you? You haven't yet. You haven't yet. Not even close. I'm confident that we can handle our own business here, Steinberg said. You haven't yet. Just as with all these strategies, you have to ask the only question that matters. Will it reduce the chance for great damage or injury? The National Guard can also be a provocation. Which is the Ted Wheeler, Seattle, Portland, Chicago... Listen, we just need to tolerate it. We don't want to make these people angry. If we just say we're with them, maybe they'll stop hurting us. Meanwhile... Who was it over the the, the weekend? Tade Wheeler's uh, apartment complex got attacked, and all of a sudden now there are lots and lots of cops there to protect him and his neighbors. And uh, who out there? I've got a list. Oh, the, uh, the mayor of San Jose, Sam Licardo, who, uh, presided over Trump supporters being beaten down in 2016 and did nothing about it. Um, his house uh, got uh, vandalized and then they surrounded him and terrorized him and his neighbors. And now he's called up the cops to protect his house and is like, I don't know. Maybe appeasing these people doesn't work as we've been trying to tell you for six months.
0: Well, since you mentioned NPR, they gave air to a book last week that really should embarrass them. I'll tell you what that was next. but first we got to tell you about Simply Safe. If you've thought about home Security, what a great idea right now, especially, but you want to go with Simply Safe, the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. Yeah, they named Simply Safe the best, and it also is the easiest to install. It doesn't cost much. You're
3: not locked into a contract. There's all kinds of advantages. But understand, this is not the cheap alternative. It's better. Has an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, every window, every door, tailored specifically for your home, pro-monitoring 24-7 for fire, police, or medical emergency, and all starting at $15 a month. Risk-free, free free shipping, 60-day return, no problem. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get a free HD camera. For our listeners that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong so they know that we sent you simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
0: so having having been somebody who wrote a book or recorded an album isn't the same as it used to be oh no. right no you used to have to be a pretty big deal to, to to write a book or record an album now anybody can do it I could do both this afternoon if I wanted to technically
3: you know before it was too few. The The bottleneck was too narrow by far. Now it's just crazy yeah. wide.
0: But anybody could do it, yeah. so it doesn't really make any difference. I'm not going to pick on some book just because it exists, unless NPR does a whole segment on it and treats it like a real book, this book called In Defense of Looting by a woman named Vicki Osterweil. Oh, good. They they did a full interview with her on this stupid book. It's got one star on Amazon. I I doubt anybody's going to buy it. It's a nothing book. But NPR, because it's so freaking crazy and out there, gave her a full segment. But just let me read a little blurb here from the Amazon pitch for this book, In Defense of Looting. Vicki Osterweil argues that stealing goods and destroying property are direct pragmatic strategies of wealth redistribution and improving life for working class.
3: What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know it.
0: How do you no. even get past her premise? <laughs> Not to mention the brazen messages these methods send to the police and the state. All our beliefs about the innate righteousness of property and ownership, she explains, are built on the history of anti-black, anti-indigenous oppression. So she's anti-property. She's an actual communist. And NPR gave this a full segment like, oh, yeah, this makes perfectly good sense. This author who wrote this indefensive looting book.
3: Wow. That's how crazy things have gotten. You know, I call NPR nakedly progressive radio. I think we have to come up with a stronger term for them. I mean, they're actually promoting communism, promoting crime, actively lying, sowing the corrosive seeds of hatred in the country, and delighting at it and thinking they're all self-righteous. Oh, Coaster Wheel makes a convincing case for rioting and looting as weapons that bludgeon the
0: status quo while uplifting the poor and marginalized. A pragmatic strategy of wealth redistribution and improving life for the working class. That's what looting is. That's what If if you own a business, they got the windows smashed out and people stole your stuff, that's what was happening there.
3: You're, right. you're uplifting uh, various communities. Right. You've been busting your ass your whole life to put that family business together. Now it's ruined. But you should be happy that other people, having burnt your business down, have somehow elevated the working class.
0: Again, it's not a big deal that somebody wrote the book. There are whack jobs all over the place that own a computer. The fact that NPR... They email us. The fact that NPR gave it a slot like it's a real, you know, point of view, that's what's amazing. Well, that
3: pile of horse ass as described by Lefty Matt Taibbi, White Fragility is one of the best-selling books in the last few you years. Been taught in schools. And it is a horrific, illogical, idiotic, corrosive again, nasty book by a crazy person.
0: I thought I had an idea of what the strangest times would look like, but I wasn't even close.
5: Wrong!
3: <laughs> Wrong! You need a better imagination! Yeah, clearly.
0: And uh well, we got more of that we will spread throughout the morning. We can't do it all at once, or it's just too depressing.
3: Yeah, it's crazy, though. I mean, the wake-up call has come. We've realized it for a very long time, and it is... It's simultaneously annoying and encouraging to see some of the mayors of America finally have to admit we can't passive our way out of this. We can't left. We can't let people who, to quote again, the Sacramento authorities, uh, tactics rooted in violence and fear, domestic terrorism, anarchists rule the streets. Who they like to chant whose streets are streets? As Marxists, are they really their streets? And I'm asking you folks now. Are you comfortable with the streets being owned by violent marxists or do you think the officials you elect and pay with your tax dollars ought to do something about it? I got a pretty good idea what I think.
0: We got a new poll out Biden and Trump that's getting a lot of attention. Also the world has its first 200 billionaire. Didn't we get our first centenaire just fairly recently, 100 billionaire? That I don't was know. just not recently. Now we've got a 200 billionaire. I've lost track. Uh stay tuned for all that.
3: made the argument that basically America is on the ballot and if their side loses America as we know it America in general will be badly damaged or could in fact slip away and I wonder how many voters Truly agree with that, Um, and I wonder if that's a healthy thing for our republic. Overall, I would imagine probably not, but that is exactly the argument being advanced. It's not by one side, it is by both sides, and it's going to be polarized and intense down the stretch. Yeah,
0: I appreciate Guy Benson bringing that up on one of the shows yesterday, although that's not even a question. I wonder if that's a good thing for America, that each (laughs) side side thinks the other side is out to ruin the country. (laughs) Pretty sure it's not. Um, and by the way, something voting starts in North Carolina on Friday, then in Alabama on Wednesday, in early September, then the next week, the 14th, two weeks from today, Kentucky and Pennsylvania start. Wait, we're not talking primaries. This is the general election. This is the general election. That's crazy. Yes. This is the mail in balloting starts in North Carolina Friday, Alabama, the following Wednesday, Two weeks from today, Kentucky and Pennsylvania. Two weeks from tomorrow, Georgia. Two weeks from Wednesday, Wisconsin, then Arkansas. Then D.C., Idaho, Minnesota, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming all start in three weeks. This is all in September. Yeah. So in other words, a lot of voting is going to happen before we get to whatever, you know, if you think the tide is going to turn. And by the way, the first scheduled debate, which is on the books, but... You know, Nancy Pelosi's saying Joe Biden shouldn't debate, so I don't know what's going to actually happen.
3: Um, well, is, there are, I would describe it as, there are powerful forces within the Democratic Party who are urging Joe Biden not to debate. Yeah, And the, it's still a question whether he will.
0: I think so. The, he says he will, but the big-time columnists in the New York Times and, and the Nancy Pelosi, the most powerful person, elected person in his party, says don't.
3: Yep, they're polling on that right now, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. The first debate
0: isn't until the end of September. So you're going to have... Just a rough count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 13, thirteen, thirteen. Looks like about thirty states that will be voting before the first debate. That's an interesting way to
3: do things. And there is much more to happen in the country that might shape their votes, and much more. Well, campaigning and perhaps the debate, as you point out, I have come to believe that Joe Biden is actually being treated for uh, uh, mental acuity problems. Come on. Um. And and again, I take, no, I take no delight in saying that because it's a tragic situation. Dementia, Alzheimer's, um, when they affect the, the older folks that we love. Why do you believe this? Well, it's just having having followed his career, and while he's always been a gaff machine, he's an extremely bright guy, and very verbal, and 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 quick. And, and a serious man, too. I think he's been wrong, like uh, Bob Gates said. I think he's been wrong about every virtually every major foreign policy issue he's ever engaged in. I, I do not like his philosophy, but he's a bright guy. He sounds, depending on the day, sometimes completely befuddled, addled, um, completely unsure of himself unable to keep a train of thought unable to express himself I mean it's just, I mean right anyway he gets things wrong um his gaps in memory and listen I'm I'm in my 50s I'm at the point where I can't come up with a word as quickly as I used to be able to it's a little frustrating so again I'm not I'm not mocking the man but it seems absolutely clear to me he's had significant mental decline and I think I think it's probably worse than they've let on of course they're they have his, his wife on there saying his, he's as sharp as ever.
0: Well, and the best display of that would be debate, obviously, but half of the country may have voted before the debate. So there you go. That's that.
3: Well, that's an interesting question, though. I wonder how what percentage of voters will vote when. I don't know.
0: Uh, I was just looking up at the TV, ABC. Good Morning America is actually interviewing this woman who was a friend of Melania Trump for a book called Melania and Me. So she oh, was yeah, best friends with Melania, <laughs> and then they had a falling out over something, and now she's... Two years ago. Yeah, now she's dishing dirt on Melania, which, again, anybody can write a book. I could write one this afternoon. But the Good Morning America doesn't need to treat it like it's something important. Melania and Me... there's a picture of the two hotties in Better Times. Does your
3: book got hot, rich chicks in it?
0: But uh, did you see the video, though? So there's she claims, this woman in her book, Melania and Me, now I'm going to give it credit. Oh. Um, She claims that Melania and Ivanka don't get along. And Melania feels like Ivanka has stolen some of her thunder or whatever. Well, I did see the video over the weekend of Melania making a face when Ivanka
4: walks up there at the convention over the weekend. And Melania looked... Pretty displeased. It's not just the face. She puts on the, oh, hi, good to see you. And as soon as the eye contact is broken, it just goes, ah. Just to to
3: death's mask. Yeah, I uh, overrated. There are are multiple possible explanations for that. On the other hand, (laughs) the super hot third wife resenting the super hot daughter of the super hot first wife. Especially when that daughter is very powerful in the Trump organization, has daddy's ear, you know, is is part of the administration. The rest well, there of, could be a
0: certain amount of just hot. I've I've known the hot girl at work, and then another woman gets hired who's as hot or hotter, and uh-oh. those two are automatically enemies. Or at least that first one really resents the second one. Wait a second. I was the hot one.
3: Yes. So, I don't know. There might be that. Well, I, I'm participating in this discussion under protest. <laughs> Well, I
0: thought that video was pretty striking.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But again, she smiled at Ivanka, her beloved uh, stepdaughter there. Then somebody shouted something rude from the crowd, and her facial expression changed. There are many explanations that are possible. (laughs) Well, I will be
0: reading Melania and me. Perhaps Jared
3: uh, Brokewind
4: or something like that. I'll probably buy it in the hardcover and listen to the audio tape. Oh, boy. Mondays with Melania. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Armstrong and Getty.